Well, hello there, fellow overthinkers. This is your overthinker, Josh, again, reminding you not to overthink anything you don't have to, because that's what we do here on Anthologies of an Overthinker. Now, this is a, a special, special edition of Anthologies of an Overthinker, special 4th of July edition at that. But this will be a little untraditional in terms of 4th of July speak. Because this is going to delve a little bit deeper into what 4th of July really is. What Independence Day really is. And what was the precursors that led up to it. Because really in the long run, while 4th of July, July is, is something that's celebrated greatly around here. Fireworks and parades and all this other celebratory happenings. The connotations behind what led up to Independence Day has greatly been forgotten, greatly hidden in the depths of our history. Is really Independence Day is independence from the colonizers who had you know, migrated over to what they called America. Then as they, they settled and cleared out the current inhabitants, the Native Americans, they staked claim of land for their own, kicking off the, the Native residents of those lands in order to start their own civilization. And while in the process of starting their own civilization, they wanted a level of independence from where they colonized from, as they were still under the rule of, well, in this case, it was British rule. So the, the British are coming, the British are coming, as they claimed Paul Revere said. Essentially, we were becoming independent from ourselves. And I don't mean, I mean we as in what the American people think of as American history. I mean, we had decided, well, Americans, colonizers, whoever's ancestry originates from the European countries, they came wanting to make their own, their own way. But in making your own way, you have to trail, blaze a path. And sometimes being a trailblazer, especially in the history of America, means that not only are you trailblazing, but within those blazes left in the trail are dust and ashes of those who are stuck with the aftermath or have lost their dignity, their lives, their culture within that aftermath of uh, settling, trying to find a new home that these colonizers felt was uh, better than where they had come from. But really, in expecting something to be better, they had ruined what was already better than they had already been trying to achieve. But what would really have been like if there were no colonizers? If we had no one coming to stake their claim on this land that is called America, and 
everyone stuck to their own territories, so to speak. Because as, as our colonizations go, someone has to suffer for those colonies. Because as you colonize, if you do it the right way, you're integrating with the current culture, the current societies, and you're not doing anything to step on the toes of others. However, when you do it with the conquering mindset, it is a do-or-else situation in terms of I am here to do what I'm here to do and you are not going to stop me. Now, if that had never happened, if, you know, the, the British, the English, or the French, or the Spaniards, or any of them, if they just stuck to their own territories, didn't bother exploring, and only used the exploration as a means to map out the world, to do some cartography work, then that would be fine. But in doing so, the conquering aspect of colonization was used. As I said, do it or else. So that is the, the precursor to Independence Day. The people didn't, throughout history, didn't want to stick to their own places. They wanted to branch out, which has been happening, you know, as far as, you know, thousands of years BCE, in, in a time where the great conqueror Alexander was the ruler of many territories, because that was his thing, was to conquer other civilizations. So it's been a, a matter of, of history for many, many years to, to conquer societies. But in doing so, are we not also wiping out civilizations and cultures and traditions that have been, been around for thousands of years prior to that? I mean, think of the, the traditions and the cultures that were lost throughout all the Native American tribes that lived in you know, America before it was called America. You know, the first people of these lands that we call America now. I mean, they were here practicing their traditions and cultures for thousands of years before before colonizers even came by. Now there's always a question of how could have this world been different if you know, colonization and conquering and genocide never happened. Because we gotta face it, even though we have all these holidays celebrating American history, the true history that is behind these great celebrated history is the one that has been covered up. The history that 
is not meant to be known because it puts a sour red mark in in the books of those who think that this this great America was built on altruism on wanting to live a better way but in creating a better life for them for their way of living they had upended not just the living style the culture the civilization of the Native Americans and anyone else that has been out there living in the in these uh, well what was called the Americas in our ancestral times but we could have had a a much better culture we could have had pockets of the world where maybe in the America if it was all just the Native Americans that had lived there and stayed there America could be a completely different place and then if you went to another part of the world it would be like visiting another planet because the cultures would be so vast. You'd have millions of cultures and traditions that could be shared amongst the world, amongst civilization, in order to foster this idea that we are all human and we are all living a human experience. But that human experience has been tainted in much of our history. And much of our history is being gone to that of sugarcoating and fairy tales. Because it is best to sugarcoat things that have bad connotations to them. Because if you don't sugarcoat them, well then the truth gets out. And sometimes, for some, the truth is, is too painful to admit, too painful to acknowledge or just too embarrassing, shameful even. But that is not anything that, that is, uh, how do you say, you know, owned. As human beings living this human experience, there is many times where we must own our actions, own the happenings that we had been uh, involved in, owned all of the the bad along with the good you know we have had this this string of happenings throughout our recent history within the last 15 20 years even and it has been revolving around tearing down statues and landmarks of the not so uh, pretty side of our history. You know, the statues and landmarks of uh, slave owners or people who had, uh, had done bad things in their past, but they're only celebrated for their good deeds. Now, that's not really something that, uh, that should be covered up because really... We are not defined by what we do good. We should be defined by what we do bad. Because what we do bad is what we're supposed to learn from. 
I mean, if you always do everything perfect, flawlessly, then there's nothing to learn from. You already know how to do it. It's already the way it should be. It's done the way it should be. And there's no room for improvement. But there is a saying that says we should learn from our history. And it is not something that has been practiced by any means of the, of the word. It is more of a thing that is just a saying. Oh, we should learn from our history. It's a cautionary statement. Sure, we should learn from our history, but do we? I mean, anyone that looks into history, studies history, or is just you know, a history buff will see that there are patterns. There are patterns in our history of the same general things and happenings going on with the only difference being the the time in our history that it happened perhaps the modernization that has changed the happenings into a slightly different experience or scenario but otherwise we are not learning from from anything that uh, we have experienced in history if anything we bury it so that we can continue to do the same thing. Now there may be a good reason for it and there may be a bad reason for it. More likely than not, it is a bad reason. But we can't not ignore the red marks in our history, especially since those red marks will only ever be red marks until we learn from them until we figure out what it is that can change those red marks into green marks in the future so that history doesn't repeat itself. Because as history repeats itself, society becomes less and less civil. Civilization is not civilization. It is more people trying to coexist with each other, not recognizing the fact that they are all the same, only differentiated by individuality. And like I had said before, individuality is the only thing that sets us apart from each other. It's not our skin color. It's not where we're from. It's not where, what we've done, where we've been. It is our individuality. Because in the long run, if we all looked exactly the same, but had different personalities, that's how you would know. That's how you would know who is who, is by these individual personalities that we have. But really, in the long run of it, individuality is both our best and worst case scenario as a human being. Now I know that may seem like an odd thing to say, but the reality behind it is if we were all the same individual, all had the same thoughts, the same emotions, the same everything, then there would be no reason to 
to uh, dislike a person. There'd be no reason for hatred. There would be no reason to look at a person sideways just because they're not what you expect them to be or they're not what you want them to be. The whole idea of this is that while we are individuals, it's also what pits us against each other as human beings is that individuality. And while we do need individuality to express ourselves and experience the world in many different ways, it can be quite possible to continue to live as individuals without the need for hatred, without the need to dislike someone, without the need to look at a person's skin color and have any sort of negative thoughts or connotations about who that person is. Because it's, it's me not being the first person to say this, you know, we all bleed the same on the inside. So if my blood is red and your blood is red, but the only difference is our skin color, how does that make us different? What are we, are we colorists? Are we prejudiced against specific colors? And then, if we didn't just have varying shades of you know, whites or creams or yellows or browns or blacks or all the other different colors that people are, uh, you know, wear, so to speak. I mean, we must wear our skin. We live in these skin and we can't do anything about changing it. And if we do, all it does is change the appearance of our body, not who we actually are. Because in the long run, it's not about what our bodies look like. Because after these bodies expire, after there is no longer any reason to reside in these bodies because they've essentially given up, we move on. We move on to hopefully better and greater experiences, better and greater existences. Maybe a, a higher plane of existence that some people know as heaven. Or even a lower plane of existence that some people know as hell. But really, when it boils down to the concepts of heaven and hell, is it not really just a mindset? Because we could still live a hell on earth. We can have aspects of our life, our existence, our reality that can feel very hellish. Which is just a word to describe something incredibly unpleasant, incredibly, you know, an incredibly discomfort in our experiences. I mean, and it could be down to many different things. I mean, a, a hellish experience for someone could just be that it's too hot outside. It's too cold outside. Or it can go into the far ends of the extreme as far as what, uh, what a hellish experience is. But then you could talk to another person on the other side of the coin and see that they live a heavenly experience. That might not have anything to do with the amount of money or amount of you know, material objects, but just the amount of happiness inside. Understanding the worth of themselves being on a, a well-being level. 
I by no means have a lot of money, have a lot of possessions or material objects, but I am a very, very happy and optimistic individual, even in the most hellish of times, because really, if we allow our, our psyches and our consciousness to dip down to that level, well, we're not going to be anything other than, you know, having a hellish experience. But it uh, seems as though I had uh, went off of a, a bit of a tangent, because the whole idea was of this special edition of anthologies of an overthinker, was to sort of analyze a little bit more what the uh, precursors to Independence Day, to the 4th of July, and those precursors were, well, what happened to all those people, all the human beings, all our fellow human beings at that, that just had a slightly different skin color, a slightly different culture, maybe a vastly different culture, that could have been better, could have been worse, who knows, but the connotation that what happened to them, the uh, first Americans, you could say, as obviously in our ancestral times, it wasn't called America. But it could have been something different. It could have been something better. But we celebrate our 4th of July, Independence Day, as a means to have another day off from work, to celebrate our great nation, as it's called. But it is very important that in the celebratory actions of the Independence Day, the 4th of July, that we should perhaps even have a moment of silence for all the lives that were lost in order to have that Independence Day. Because on one side of the coin, while there are civilizations that celebrate their Independence Day, there are civilizations and societies that no longer have the level of independence that they did. So for one civilization to have their independence, another civilization had to be uh, wiped out to an extent. Now, not completely, but for those that know that what I'm referring to, you know, our Native American ancestry, and me myself being of Native American ancestry as well, we must not forget that in order for America to have its Independence Day, the First Nations people of America had to lose their dependence. So while this Independence Day is a celebratory thing to be proud of in a way, there should also be that reminder that while 4th of July does celebrate the red, white, and blue flag of our, of our America, there is a lot more red than we realize. And in a way, you could almost say that 4th of July has almost become a bit of a blood holiday.
as uh, what we see with uh, Columbus Day even. You know, in Columbus Day, a lot of people have decided to renounce it due to the history of what he did to the Native Americans. So in, in some states, in some places, Columbus Day has been changed to Indigenous Peoples Day. I believe in Nevada, where I live, we are one of the states that had done that. And it's, a, it's not anything as far as you know, wanting to renounce parts of history, but it's acknowledging the parts of history that we don't want to acknowledge. So in terms of, of history, yes, let's continue to, to uh, celebrate our independence. But let's also remember who lost their independence in order for another civilization to gain theirs. Because in the long run, while we have all these happy celebrations that we have for these various holidays and celebrations to commemorate this happening and that happening throughout history, let's not cover those great celebratory events over the fact that there is something bad that happened before those celebratory events were marked on a calendar. And so while this is uh, meant to be a special edition, uh, Anthologies of an Overthinker, Again, this has been your, uh, your overthinker, Josh, giving you a, a little bit of a, a history lesson while sharing my uh, thoughts on the connotations and the precursors of uh, Independence Day, 4th of July. So once again, this has been Josh, your overthinker, signing off again and reminding you not to overthink anything you don't have to, because that's what we're here for. We will do that for you. Until next time, take care of yourselves, and uh, please feel free to tune in anytime.